1: Let's jump right in. Jump right in. Let's just jump Head right first. In. Boom. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Fire away. Do this. What are, what, talking about? what are we talking about? So if you could only have one pair of skis, you're getting into skiing. You don't have the money for anything but one, one pair of skis. <laughs> 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 why, why, are you la- why are you laughing? Where's the- Why are you laughing? Where's that button? That
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah. Um- one pair of skis,
2: and we're not what talking size? like model width. or brand yeah, what, or anything. What
1: what uh, what size ski? What width? What type of ski would you get?
2: Okay, um, man, Whew. But
0: doesn't <laughs> it depend on this type of ski? The width? Yeah, I mean, if you got like one that's like more rocker. than
2: well, that's what I think. Like, typically, on your narrower skis, are not going to be fully rockered. Um, it only really goes into like your really wide wider skis wider man i think like for something that i can write early season and spring or where like i feel like i'd be more picky i would say like 100 yeah for utah yeah. 195 to 100 um when you're in the spring backcountry skiing with anything over 100 it's like just a lot of ski to haul around and you don't need it oh you're talking width
1: yeah. <laughs> under <laughs> Snowboarder over here. <laughs> 100, 100 millimeter <laughs> 100 underfoot. Underfoot. Yeah. At yeah. the at the smallest point underfoot.
2: Yeah, I think that's like a 30. pretty solid. I skied for three years in the backcountry on a 106, and it worked great. But I remember in the spring, almost every tour thinking, man, I wish these skis were narrower.
1: Yeah. So here's a little bit of a, a different perspective, I guess. When I started skiing. Uh, 70s, 80s? Yeah, yeah, way back then. <laughs> I am thirty four, so I'm getting up there in the years. Wow. And um so when I started I
0: legit started in the seventies. Yeah. I was four years old. So it was nineteen seventy eight. Wow. And then I didn't ski again until like eighty seven or something. I wasn't
2: even a thought yeah.
0: back then. You weren't even a twinkle in someone's eye, Jace. No.
2: Gotta hit the nineties before that happened. Yeah, I,
0: I I was riding the lift with Dallin last night and, and he's talking about his dad. It took you used to take him skiing all the time, you know. Back like in the day. Back in the day. And how, how was down? Like 20? He's 20. 20? He's 20 years old. Well, <laughs> Down, how, how old's your dad? He's like 46, I'm all, hmm. <laughs> So
2: I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> crazy, right? That's wild. So uh, back when I started skiing, I remember my first good pair of skis that I bought, they were a pair of Solomon X Screams. Okay,
2: I can't remember those. Skis. Yeah, do you remember those yeah, back yeah. in
1: the day? And they they were a good ski. I really liked them. They were like sixty-eight millimeters underfoot or something <laughs> like that. Oh, and that was like an all-mountain ski back then. That Chase, was, did
0: you see my uncles when you brought them in
2: the Rossies? Oh, yeah. The, how how thick were those? Like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no. And they were really long. They were too. probably fifty underfoot.
1: Yeah, back then they just yeah. you had a, a narrow ski and you if you needed more float you just went longer. Yeah. I mean they're talking like two twenty length.
0: No, that's you should
1: see these rods. They're, they're that about that long. Freaking
2: long. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, anyway, so the, yeah, that was the ski that I learned to ski powder on, like sixty eight underfoot, and that was like an all mountain ski. Then I got the big The next ski I got was the biggest, widest, fattest ski that Black Diamond made, the Black Diamond Havoc. Eighty-nine millimeters underfoot. What that thing? <laughs> they was still a sell monster. That, like oh megawatt or whatever. That giant oh wide. The, ski. The gigawatt I the think gigawatt? is like one hundred and forty or something oh under. Gosh. So it's crazy. So that they had the havoc, and that was like their monster ski. And I was thinking, this is a powder ski. Holy smokes! And it was how wide? Eighty-nine. Mm. Oh, geez. That's so. Then I um. I think I'm remembering that. Maybe it's ninety five, somewhere between eighty nine and ninety five. Um so then in years to come they came out with the megawatt and then the gigawatt and then some of these and it just got wider and wider and wider.
0: I thought they looked like uh water skis. Yeah. Yeah. They
2: definitely did.
1: Yeah. Well back in the I mean that was when like the Volant spatula was uh was a thing that i've seen VH one that Shane the movie. McConkey. VH
0: one the movie with the Weird Al Yankee Week. Uh, Let's go to Spatula City.
1: Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. In a mix. Somebody got that joke, <laughs> <laughs> Then they're, they're laughing right now. <laughs> of all of our what, sixteen listeners, one of that. We have hey. seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Come <laughs> on. Come on. Don't, don't leave that seventeen geez, about. I'm just kidding. Um, but so the Volant Spatula. That was uh, Shane McConkey's ski. That was, and then. Shane McConkey actually mounted up some water skis, some legit water skis and skied a big mountain on them. I remember that on the ski movie. Oh, he, he really did use water yeah. skis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he really used his Volant spatulas to water ski. Oh, that's right. He, yeah. yeah. And so Now um, they do
0: like toe in skiing with regular with he, skis I, on I, like waves. Yeah, in the I ocean. saw
1: that. Yeah. That's wild. So anyway, yeah, so yeah, but when I was a teenager and I was, like, I got my fat pair of powder skis, they were, like, like 90 underfoot, somewhere right in there. And so then when you're talking about, like, yeah, I think 100 underfoot's, like, the, the sweet spot, I think, wow, how times have changed because that's the sweet spot for skiing hard pack and powder. And back when I, my 90 underfoot was the powder ski. <laughs> so pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, it's changed a little bit, that's for sure.
1: But we... um but I agree, like 100 underfoot, that's about right. The ski that I ski on right now is 90 underfoot. And it's a sweet ski mountaineering ski. It's a it's a sweet spring skiing ski. I uh I kind of wish it was a little bit floatier in deep powder so I could just go fast. Chase is making fun of me. What, I'm trying to put together a
0: gimbal that? while while you got Hey, I'm not I snowboard. I got nothing <laughs> to do with this conversation. So I'm over here putting together a gimbal and Chase is laughing at me. You just—you
2: look like you're doing a really good job. Well,
0: I don't—I don't know how it works. Nah, it, I'm missing. It a, seems like you don't. <laughs> missing, there's a screw loose over here. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm gonna show you guys when this is over. Just so, you, should we tell everybody what, what I got? I got this. Um, I looked up. I needed a gimbal for a for a a 6400 Sony. This is helpful for you guys out there who are doing this stuff. And the one I really like was almost three hundred dollars, and it's super nice. And I was like, ooh, that thing's awesome. And then this one I found it was a blogger who said this is a really really good one, and the price is like you can't beat it. And so I'm like, uh, okay, well it's forty dollars. Oh, it's forty bucks. And so, so I pulled the trigger. I'm like, well, it's got it. It's better than hand hold. You know, holding it by hand anyway. So, so is
1: it like a like a mini Steadicam? It's not a. It's not like an electric three axis gimbal type thing. It's more of like right. A it ha- it just has
0: weights. It's like a Steadicam. Yeah. Um. So. Video camera stabilizer for GoPro. And it comes with little attachments. I got a GoPro attachment. I got a smartphone attachment. So, see, like, it all came with it. Cool. Um, And just a regular camera, up to two pounds. But my A6400 is, like, not even a pound. It's, like, 14 ounces or something. So, plus, plus the lens. uh, The official, it's a Ro- Roxant Pro. R-O-X-A-N-T Pro video. So better than nothing. If you especially if you don't want to drop close to 300 bucks on like a nice gimbal, this little stabilizer for $40 on Amazon, of course it's Amazon, but you can probably find it somewhere else. You can probably you can probably find it on B&H or something. But any Huskies. it did arrive the next day. Oh, wow, nice. So, mm. well, stupid Amazon.
1: Speaking of arrived the next day, I I didn't realize I just ordered some POC helmets. And um, some Club Ride apparel and stuff like that. Club Ride apparel for my wife for her birthday that's in a couple of weeks. She won't know because she doesn't listen to the podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> At least I hope. I hope she yeah, doesn't. Her birthday is spoiled. Um. Anyway, so th- both of those shipped from Salt Lake. So I, like, got them in no time, which is awesome because the some of the apparel didn't quite fit. I, I had her try on a flannel shirt because... Uh, I wasn't too sure, and it ended up being small. So I'd there you big. go. That's sweet, though. That yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah. So cool. Anyway, but uh, skis. Skis. Back to skis. Yeah. So, hundred underfoot. Uh, what what ski do you uh, or what what type of profile do you like as a kind of a one ski for everything?
2: Um, man, I like something that has a little bit. Uh, definitely early rise, um, rocker in the tip yeah. for breaking trail. If you are in that 100 uh, millimeter width, when you're breaking trail on deep days, it's even harder cause you only have a 100, hundred, 101 or 95, whatever underfoot. So it's a little narrower so that like a little bit bigger shovel up front and a little bit more early rise in the tip just gives you a little bit easier. It's easier to break trail. Um, I also think if you have more early rise, it makes, steep steep skiing easier because you can turn on a dime a little bit easier yeah Um, if you're skiing is steep in the spring if you're skiing skiing steep coulars or anything like that you need to do some jump turns that early rise in the tip just gives you shorter edge contact so you can rotate and pivot a little bit easier um and that wide shovel makes makes it nice for breaking trail and even pivoting so (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're making some funny faces over there. Trying to figure is, that out. Is, yeah,
2: is it,
0: is it working? I don't know if it's working. I don't know. You got to get the camera on there
1: to yeah, okay. balance it out. All right. Um So the one ski that you skied recently that you really liked was the volley the man man tie. tie, right? Mm-hmm. You said that was kind of like the maybe the best one quiver ski you've you've skied.
2: Yeah, especially because it's so lightweight and really stable. It is. I want to say it's like one oh four. So it's a little on the wider side. I would be okay hauling that one in the spring because it is lighter weight. And so I don't feel like I'm carrying a lot of extra weight. The 106 that I was on before was a little heavier. And so it'd be nice to shave a little bit of weight down. But with that Aspen core that Volley is using, it's a pretty lightweight ski. A little on the wide side, but I think for Utah, great ski. Yeah. If you're in maybe Colorado or Idaho and your snowpack's a little heavier or California might be a little on the wide side but i think for a utah ski it's great for sure yeah a uh, quick uh, trivia question
0: um who has the most s- snow pack right now california colorado or utah
2: houston just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was, was it colorado true. utah california or? probably um, california
0: Really? Yeah, I think so. The Sierra got Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, would, I always think is I weird when that. California gets more than Utah or Colorado.
1: You know what, though? The Sierras and the Cascades and stuff all along that coast, they tend to get a lot of snow. It's just not as good a quality it's as just snow. Utah is usually kind of in between. And then Colorado gets the least amount of snow, um, which is of, often why their snowpack is more unstable.
2: Yeah.
0: I did it wrong. <laughs>
1: um, I kind of thought so. Well, flip it, it the you, other way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that. No, it was obvious, wrong.
0: Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I put it on backwards.
1: So, um, worry, we're gonna fix. So that, that manti. So my wife got a ski for Christmas that is about that, about a hundred underfoot. Early rise tip, all that stuff. It is a head. The core. Head core. Okay. Yeah. It's a sweet Which ski. is like a good crossover ski resort or backcountry. It's a little on the heavier side than like a volet, but light enough you could tour with it. Yeah. She also got the core boot that has tech inserts, but she's just been skiing it in bounds. She doesn't love the ski compared okay. to her Dina fits that she was on. And this is not because it's not a great ski, it's because we're skiing with our kids. So we're skiing slow. And it's heavier ski. It's probably stiffer. Yeah, it's stiffer. All that stuff. And so we're skiing lots of green runs and blue runs. We're not skiing a lot of deeper powder and stuff. And she's not a super aggressive skier anyway. And so she's not loving she's not loving it like she thought like we thought she would. And I think it's mainly because the style of skiing that she's using yeah. it for isn't a perfect match for what she's looking for. So yeah. So, I only mention that because if you're looking for a new ski, you really need to match the style of ski. Like, exactly. you may be a, a new skier, and you're watching all these ski videos, and you want the ski that the pros are skiing on, and you might ha- you might get it and hate it mm-hmm. because it's too stiff, it's too wide, it's too whatever. Yeah. You're going to like skiing a lot more if you've got the right style of ski. Now, if you're an aggressive skier and or you're a backcountry skier, you're a powder skier... Um. Well, now cameras. Now Brandon's got the camera in our faces, showing off his gimbal. Right. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, are you recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, if you're a if you're a backcountry skier, you like to ski powder, you like to ski all conditions and stuff. That Mantis sweet. The Manti I hear is maybe a touch on the softer side. It's like not a super stiff ski, so yeah. it is somewhat forgiving, even at slower speeds or if you're like a, an intermediate skier.
2: Yeah, um, I mean I I took it up Basin and was ripping. Uh, I want to say I was ripping pretty hard. It was really hard pack. I mean for you. For me, you so were. I was. It was like probably I mean, 50 10, 10 fi- miles an hour down the hill. I'm gonna or say
1: something. 50% of what I ski. <laughs> was ripping so, for you, that?
2: I was carving pretty good, and the ski felt super stable at speed. And I think it's safe to say I did higher speed on that one run than I'll ever do in the backcountry. Um, so I, I think it's a very capable ski, yeah, but it's softer, but so easier to ski on. An
1: intermediate skier could do something like oh, that. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think you, you talk about your wife who doesn't love that ski. I have a pair of the Isonic Pioneer 109s, and if I'm going to be going slow that I, day, like it's I, not the most fun ski.
1: I love that ski, but only when I'm skiing with people who ski hard and mm-hmm. fast. Cause it's I mean, so fun to go like mock, like, 10, mock on 10, 10 on thing. it, but I mean, it's it not holds. fun to go slow.
2: No. And it's got, I mean, it's a little stiffer in the tail, so it doesn't scrub speed super, super easy. And yeah, I love the ski, but like yesterday we were at the, just did a little night session at Powder Mountain with the Gear 30 crew and I took the one fifteen up, Nomad one fifteen, and it is a wider ski and not the greatest ski for yesterday's conditions. But I knew we weren't skiing super, super hard, super fast, and it's just that Pioneer. Love the ski, but yeah, like every ski is purpose driven, right? So if you are a more intermediate skier and you're going to be going slower, you want something easier, go with a softer ski because it's easier to to throw around.
1: So Nomad one fifteen, even the natural is a little bit, a little bit on.
2: The Nomad 115 is still a pretty stiff ski. Uh it's a big mountain ski for sure, but it's got a it's got more rocker in it, so yeah, it's a little easier true. to ski than that's the Pioneer.
1: True. Uh the Naturals may be a touch on the softer side than the Nomad, right? Mhm. Yeah. So, if you're looking at Icelandic, that's a good option. And then of course the Manti, the Volay Manti, that's a good great option. Good option for like a one ski to do it all
2: mm-hmm. another one to definitely look into is like the ripsticks for Milan. yeah um, and that's easy. a
1: good one. I would say the ripstick and the and the pioneer or not the pioneer the natural or the ripstick and the manti are fairly similar except that the ripstick would be maybe the better option if what you're skiing is more groomers and you get into powder. And then the others, the Manti or the Natural, are, are a little more powder focused and a little Absolutely. less, right?
2: The the Ribstick definitely has the best effective edge of any of those skis. It has good contact. When you're at speed, you can be going as fast as you possibly want and lay an edge on that, and it's stable, whereas the Natural, the natural definitely has a speed limit, I feel like. Um as far as like a comfort. You can go fast on that ski, but when you're really starting to lay an edge and you're going really fast, it's not as stable as a ripstick. Right. Again, purpose driven. Um where that ripstick can handle the resorts really, really well. Yeah. So
1: Yep. So I um I've been skiing on the Dinafit Cho Oyu for six or seven years now. it's crazy. I I bought the um, Dinafit wascaron ski. That was a, that was a, a big fat ski, 115 underfoot. They came out with years ago and that was a fun ski. It was light for how big it was. That thing was awesome in the powder. <clears throat> but, um, so I skied it for a year and a half, but then I got a Cho Oyu the next year and it was always at the trailhead. It was always my choice of, do I hike with the Oyu or the wascaron 90 underfoot or 115 underfoot? built similarly but you can imagine with the extra width i mean it's almost double the weight yeah um i think the wask Grounds were 1800 grams for such a wide ski which is light but the choo was 1100 grams That's, so i went with the choo almost every time and after and i loved it and after skiing it and never skiing the wask Grounds, i ended up selling the wask Grounds. I've been skiing that same ski for a long time, but it's more of like a scalpel than it is mm-hmm. like an all-purpose thing. It it's awesome for ski mountaineering and it's awesome for, um, like crustier or spring skiing conditions or steep conditions and stuff. Not as good for powder. And I would love to get my hands on like a Manti or something like that for for the conditions in the backcountry here in Utah. It's just like, it's just ideal. Yeah. I'm telling you what,
2: I my dream setup right now for backcountry skiing is either the natural one oh one from Icelandic with the Solomon M T N Pure binding on it. Binding's so awesome and it's so lightweight. Or the Volay Manti with that same MTN binding. I mm. just think it's like quiver killers right there for the
1: backcountry. Yeah. There you sure. go.
0: Uh, update on putting together this thing it sucks uh goes together fast but finding the balance point is not easy uh plant don't do this like you're like 10 minutes before your shoot and you're like oh i got this new gimbal i'm gonna try no that's a bad idea like you're gonna have to put your camera on find the balance point and figure that out um and it might take you a few minutes because i've moved i've moved around there's four different ways to four adjustment points and I've used all four now and I'm just moving them back and forth.
1: So it'll take a second, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, pro pro tip if you ever get this. So, uh, for all of those that are, that are here in Utah or or elsewhere anywhere really that are looking for a good ski, that's a good all mountain ski. If you have powder in your area, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, California, Utah, Elko, Nevada, (laughs)
2: um can't forget them
1: yeah oh they've got the ruby mountains there that are yep. amazing um utah colorado idaho whatever taos new mexico arizona any of those places where you're getting a lot of uh, where you are getting powder and stuff i think that volets is the sweet ski for the east coast where you're maybe not getting that so much you probably won't enjoy it as much you want something that's a little stiffer bites a little more yeah on the edges um but I think that's a good good call. The the Manti or the natural one hundred and one, is that when yeah. you said with the yeah. uh, which what Solomon boot or the Solomon binding Solomon it's m- that MTN PM- pure, pure
2: or I think like they Arm- the Armada calls it their tracer and Solomon I think it's the MTN or Atomic I think it's the MTN pure as well.
1: So what's the <clears throat> what's unique about that binding over like a Dina fit or something? It's other?
2: just really lightweight. It's super lightweight, but it's got pretty good feature set to it it's really intuitive um the one thing i really like about the toe piece is that they've extruded a little bit more metal out of it than they have on the dina fits so if ice and stuff does get built up in there which will definitely happen in the spring it's easier to get the ice out of there because there's more um like yeah it might get in there a little bit easier but it gets out super easy you just click that thing once or twice with your pole and it's cleaned out so i like that it's really lightweight they have brakes up op- break with options they have a brake list um I just really like the set. It's it's great. I've cool. skied on it. I have it on a pair of 115s that and they push the ski just fine. Yeah. So, that great binding, um Corey Davis is actually like, dude, you really need to try this binding out. It's pretty sweet cuz I've been skiing Dinafit on my skis for 5 years now and I love it. I think I want to put on all my skis. And I I freaking love Dinafit. Dinafit makes an awesome binding and I think it's safe to say Almost anyone who's smart in the industry is copying Dinafit. Right. <laughs> Dinafit has right. like established the industry standard, and I think Solomon's done a pretty good copy of them. Um, they're not cheap. You're not going to save money going with Solomon. They're still expensive, but it's a pretty good, pretty good feature set, I feel like. And you get good hill risers. It's lightweight. Great binding.
1: Yeah, awesome. Cool. So if you're in the market... Um right now it's February, so we're starting to see things start to go on sale a little bit as mm-hmm. as shops, Monday, Monday the shops 1st. are starting to transfer over and starting to think spring and stuff like that. So you're starting to see deals on that stuff. So if you're looking for a good deal on
2: Brandon. <laughs> How's it going over there, Brandon? <laughs> I'm
0: struggling, man. Struggling. There's supposed to be a drop time of like a couple of seconds. Let me know.
1: So <laughs> Is that a couple of seconds.
2: Yeah, I think uh, so. Okay. They, yeah, I think that was four seconds.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I'm going to make an adjustment. <laughs> so anyway, if you're looking for um, a good backcountry ski, for a good even a good crossover resort ski, and you're wanting to take advantage of the deals that are coming up in this spring, now you have to jump on the deals pretty quickly because um, even though things are going on sale and and uh, you know the discounts will continue to to get deeper gear disappears very
2: quickly Uh, we don't have a lot this year to clearance
1: yeah we we started with a ton of gear and we're we're sold out not we're, we're not sold out but we don't have a lot left and so as we start to put it on clearance it goes fast so if you're looking for that type of deal jump on it quickly um but do we still have some of those Volay mantis left? Yeah, we have.
2: I think two pairs of mantis left. We're selling them um right? Two pairs of mm-hmm. uh, V six Ultra or oh, that's sweet the Hyper V six. Yeah, that's. A um, we also have a re- resupply of skins coming in. Skins are hard to find right now. We have a resupply of um, Big Sky Mountain product skins coming in. I think they shipped yesterday, so they should be in your by the time you hear this podcast. They'll be in. So nice. Um, yeah, we we got we got some stuff, but we're not super deep. Um, Bindings, I think we have like two pairs left Uh, We are really low on bindings So if you see it on sale Buy it
1: (laughs) That's all I'm going to say See that drip drip to the side? You are doing so good I'm crushing it with this thing It looks like you need more (laughs) weight on the bottom Okay, I can put more weight on now
0: Because I had to find a balance point So we can put more weight on now Yeah (laughs) I took
1: weight off I I want to re-add There you go (laughs) <laughs> anyway so check out gear30.com that's g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y dot com uh, for deals on on uh, your backcountry skiing needs so check out the uh, well all the ones that we just talked about the Volay Manti, the Volay Hyper V6 the um what, what Icelandics do we have left? Uh, we-, we have
2: some natural 101's left some um, Nomad six, Light 105's yeah um that natural is going to be a great, a hey, great good. spring ski. We're, we're getting there.
0: Yeah. Wow. Not too
2: bad. You just have to kind of like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little off. Like, yeah, it's a little because I'm a little
1: twerked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're getting there. Yep. So yeah, gear30 dot com, g e a r t h i r t y dot com, and uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. Thank you for all of you that listen to the podcast regularly. We do really appreciate it. It's fun for us to know that that you're listening. So, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there.